James first chapter verses 9 to 11 if you're not there say hold on all right looks like we're all there let us begin together word of God says believers who are poor have something to boast about for God has honored them and those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them they will fade away like a little flower in the field. The hot sun rises and the grass withers. The little flower droops and falls, and its beauty fades away. In the same way, the rich will fade away with all of their achievements. Praise God for his word. As you take your seat, if you help me announce this subject matter to your neighbor, say, my status in the Lord. Amen. My status in the Lord. Still beginning the introduction, if you will, of this letter. James writes to the Jews dispersed throughout the 12 tribes dispersed and scattered abroad. He's writing to brothers and sisters and Christ's fellow believers who call on Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Earlier, he encouraged them as they're being tested to count it as joy, as you count it as joy for the purpose of understanding the purpose of your trial is to test your faith and to build endurance to make you complete. And then when we look at how it makes us complete, even if we don't understand why we're going through what we're going through, we can go to God and ask him for wisdom, who gives it out generously. And he does so because he loves us and he desires for us to know him and to know how to depend and trust in him and not be blown away as waves, but fully rooted, grounded, and firm, standing on the rock. And that's why we like the hymn, On Christ the Solid Rock I Stand, All Other Ground is Sinking Sand. That's so good they had to say it twice, right? All Other Ground is sinking sand. And so as we continue on, encouraging and giving these principles and wisdom and knowledge of practical Christianity, now he moves to the brothers who are rich and to the brothers who are poor. Uh, this is, this, you get to a paradox here. You see how, how can you be poor and high? How can you be rich and be low? But only in the kingdom of God that will bring those things that we think are what and make it upside down and make right side up. He is giving them some encouragement. You see, he said, believers who are poor is saying that those who are low know that you're high. Oh, that's good news. He's letting them know that you might be in a poor condition in this world. You may be low. You may be in humble in states. But in God, you are high. You see, what he's getting at is that you can rejoice because God has made it a place for you in him that God has honored you. He has exalted you. That's why we get excited and get encouraged when we go to someone's home going that you hear when Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in the father, believe also in me in my father's house. There's room with many men. I go to prepare a place for you. That's good news, understanding that Jesus is preparing a place for his disciples. Oh, glory be to God. And so no matter how society may look at us, you can let them know, I still got a mansion to go home to. 
I don't have to put up with this for too much longer because one of these days my Savior is coming back. And if, and if he calls me before that, that's good too because I'll be done with these troubles and know I got a better place over there in glory. Anybody here have been stressed out, been, been, been worried and depressed, but realize when you thought about the goodness of Jesus, it helped you to think about a little bit better. I might be beaten down. I might be cracked. I might be broken in this world, but I got a new body. I got a new place over in glory. So though I am low, I can look high. I can feel high. I can think high because my God, he is high. <laughs> he is high and exalted above the earth. Oh, glory be to God. And he looks low to be concerned about us. So you can talk about me if you want because I'm in a low position because I don't have a job like you have. I have a car like you have. But glory be to God, I know Jesus. And since I know him, I got greater things in store than what this world has ever to offer to me. So that's why I can be low, <laughs> but still look high. Even Jesus in teaching says, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of God. Oh, glory. See, Jesus is showing us how to get into his kingdom is to stay humble and count it pure joy to be low. We know this in this great proverb. God gives grace to the humble, but he opposes the proud. So you see how we move from how you are low, but you should be high. But those who are high, they should remember to be low. Now, looking at this text, sometimes you may read it. You might think about how the poor is the brother and the rich is not a brother. But I want to encourage us to look at this text closely and see that he's writing to Christians. And since his audience is Christians, he's obviously talking to the rich Christians. And he's reminding them, though you may be well off, don't think of yourself higher than you ought to. But be reminded that though you have been blessed with riches, but remember that you've been humiliated or humble through Christ. Uh, how, how have we been humble or humiliated by Christ? Well, look what Jesus has done in teaching to many people who are rich to help them understand what's going on. Come here, rich young ruler, rich young ruler. Y'all remember him? Rich young ruler. Do y'all know about the rich young ruler? If not, I'm going to tell you about him. A uh, rich young ruler came to Jesus and says, ha ha, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of God? Rich young ruler says, I've been a good boy. Jesus said, all right. <laughs> what, have you done all these commandments? Man, I've done all those. He says, great. Now go sell everything that you have and fall after me. He left upset. <laughs> he was teaching a principle about how to follow him. The rich must be willing to become humble and give up what they've been treasuring and holding on to. <laughs> Y'all missing the principle here because even Peter caught on to that and said, wait a minute, God, if the rich who have been blessed by you, who have everything around them, okay, and he can't get into the kingdom of God, what, a, what chance do we have? Oh, and then Jesus says, look here, look here, you are, those who've given up will be rewarded who follow after me, but it's easier for a camel to get to an eye through a knee than a rich man to get into the kingdom of God. But with, but with God, it's impossible. I mean, sorry, with man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. This is the principle he gives to because the ideology was that those who were rich were highly favored and blessed by God. Those who were poor was they were cursed by God. So they looked at the blessed as they were well off and they treated them differently. But Jesus was given the principle just because they're rich don't mean they're better off. So the rich need to be reminded of their low position of realizing that all they have is worth nothing. Because the, the low already understand that because they have nothing. 
But the rich need to understand that I can be rich but still be low. See, see, the, the rich should boast in their humility that's in the Lord. You see, both of the poor and the rich should be boasting of their position in Christ, not their position in society. Isn't that good news? That, that we should be boasting, we should be excited, we should be exuberant about what God is doing in our lives compared to what we think we're doing in our lives. When people get caught about themselves, that's when they get in trouble. I, I had it like this, so I took advantage. And, and once you overstep those boundaries, then when you get caught, then you got to apologize. And then you got to explain why you have done what you have done. Because you thought your status, your character, your position would keep you above. But when we keep ourselves low, we are under. We don't have to worry about it. Come on, somebody. And so the rich man's glory is in his humiliation. Because he needs to understand that God will remind us of what we're worth. Look what it says. And those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them. For they will fade away like a little flower in the field. Think about how we love to give flowers to our loved ones and to family members. And we plant flowers in our garden. But you know they're going to fade away. And, and once they're fade away, you don't remember them. You're waiting for the next flower to come by. They're gone. And so when you look at the rich man, the rich man is being reminded that everything that you have to will fade away. Again, he's pointing out both to the poor and to the rich brother and sister in Christ to realize do not place your hope built on things that will fade away. Put your trust and your hope, your faith in what is eternal. And what is eternal is what God is doing in your life and what he's working out in your favor. And, and you look closely at this text. See what happens here. The world makes the rich seem they got it made. But yet nobody's richer than our God. And so when you look at if God is to establish us in a proper position... Both of us will see how great he is when we come before him. So do not base your status on worldly pleasures, on worldly things, or what you can attain, or your status in life, but base it on your status and your position only in Christ. Look at the, again, the paradox that the word of God gives us. The world has it backwards. The world has it wrong. The world says the rich is great. The poor is weak. The strong is powerful and mighty. And the first are the best. But what does Christ say? The poor are rich. The weak are strong. And the last are first. <laughs> the world will say the first is best, the strong is powerful, and the rich is mighty. But he says the poor are rich. The weak are strong. The last are first. That's why we get excited that when I am weak, then I am strong. The last shall be first, and the first shall be last. Blessed are the poor, for they shall inherit the kingdom of God. God gives grace to the poor, when he humbles the proud. You see, the world will try to mess our mind up and get caught up with the society and thinking that they will become our norms, and we will apply it to the Bible and make it sound right. But we need to take the word of God and expose the lies of this world. Because look what happens here. For the sun will rise with a scorching wind, and it withers the grass, and its flower falls off, and the beauty of its appearance is destroyed. 
so too the rich man in the midst of his pursuits will fade away. Think about how the rich need to be reminded that they too can become poor. I'll say that again. That the rich can too remind that they can come poor. I remember a comedian was talking about he had a suit on. He went somewhere and, 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 and I forgot the position where he was in. But someone asked him, was he homeless? And he started thinking, about, don't I look well? But he said, today might be my first day of my homelessness. And it brings up a great point to think about that. You just don't know what today's going to hold. You go wake up feeling good, feeling great. And next thing you know that your car breaks down, your house catches on fire. What you're going to do? Everything was based on your status. And, and we, know, we know how people base things on status because some people you know won't buy something unless it has a name brand on it. Only this touches my skin. Only this I can carry around. What's that got to do with anything? Like that's going to make you run faster, jump higher, be better. Nah. We like the commercial. It's the shoe, but we all know it wasn't the shoes. You can say anything and everything to make yourself feel better, but it will not change your position or your status in, in process when we look at it that only God can change us. When you look at, at Job, y'all familiar with Job? Job was a rich man. He was a rich man. And God let the enemy know that you can have your way with him, but you can only go so far. Thank God for limitations. He says, because I know his heart and I know that if you humble him, he will still seek me. Oh, glory be to God. Can I help somebody? Some of you are waiting to get your blessing. You want to get your big car, your thing out, but you're not blessing him now. So how are you going to bless him then when you are well off? Job was well off, but he took the time to bless God anyway. Making sacrifices for his children, not knowing if they sin, but just in case. God, please forgive them. Oh, Job was after God's heart. And so when we remind ourselves of our position, we realize that, yes, the Lord giveth and he taketh away. Because Job understood that principle. We see that first chapter, verse 21, right? Naked I came into my, the world, and naked I shall return. The Lord gave, and the Lord taken away. But blessed be the name of the Lord. Do you understand that Job understood that easy come, easy go. But he did not base his position, his status on what came and what went. He based it on it was the Lord who was responsible and it's him I'm going to trust. We need to realize closely in our lives. That we not to live for the dollar, not to live for something else that's going to fade away. But say, Lord, am I living for you? Because he makes it clear that the rich who get caught up and easily entrapped with money. And that's why we know the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. I'm saying the love of money is the root. Because many people want to misquote that text and say money is the root of all evil. Money is not the problem. It's your love for the money. Come on, somebody. You cannot love God and love money. You cannot have two masters. You got to love him with all your heart, with all your strength, and with all your might. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. Because he is God. He is one. He is almighty. And when you put it in proper perspective, it's amazing how you don't want that other stuff. 
And so you can be like Job and say, ha, Lord, I realize you gave it to me. You took it away. But long as I got you. And that way that song goes, long as I got King Jesus, everything's going to be all right. Because we realize that it's he that keeps us through. So look, look closely here. Look closely here to this text at the end. Do you see that there? The sun rises and the grass withers. The little flower droops and falls and its beauty fades away in the same way the rich will fade away with all their achievements. What I want to highlight here, to look closely here, is pointing out it's not just when the sun rises. It's pointing out they're in an arid, dry community, like a desert. And it's not when the sun rises. It don't matter if the sun rises or sundown. If that wind is blowing and it's a scorching heat, anything in its path is going to be dried up. Let me help somebody out that's not understanding what I mean by dried up. When it becomes cold and winter night, you wonder why you use so much lotion because that cold air dries up your skin. Okay. Now you understand that. Now imagine now. You got air that's blowing with hot and heat, and it's going to dry you up like a microwave. And it's pointing out that that's what happened to the flowers and to that grass that he came, whoop, gone. If you need some help, Come drop by some people's yarns right now before it rained and you would saw that it was brown, it was barren. They had some flowers, flowers gone. It was barren because just we had just a little bit of sun. But imagine being in a desert where it gets up to 100 degrees and the wind, a dry, hot wind is blowing. It's going to burn and scorch everything. It's pointing out that here comes God's judgment to let you know that you think you got something, but it can come and go just like that. And you're going to find out you base it on stuff that will never laugh but if you put it on the kingdom of Christ hallelujah and place it on the rock you start finding out you got stuff that's going to last so you do you see here he's pointing out to us that our status is in Christ and since our status is in him regardless of where we are in the society we need to find where we are in his word and I want us to grab here that he's pointing out to us that those what you think you have is affluent and great that will pass away. But when you place yourself in humble, low status before the Lord, the poor become high and the rich become poor. Look closely in this text. You see how the poor are already low and God lifts them up. The rich feeling kind of good, God brings them down. And he does both for their benefit. He does it for our benefit. And then look, if you need some help, go into Revelation and tell me, where do you see the angels? Where do you see the creatures? They see them before the Lord. And what do they do? They worship the Lord. Those who have crowns, they lay them down and they pick them back up just to lay them back down again because once wasn't good enough. I got to put them down again because, God, you that good. <laughs> Lord, you that good. I, I, got, I like practicing this and, and it's showing them that how they can be before him and all of us wondering and glorifying him. How much more than us, not the angels, but us human beings whom he created and sent himself down in flesh form, fully divine and fully human to die on the cross for our sins so that we might know how to become in his presence. Why is that? Because he died so that we would not have to, but we can be forever in his presence to worship him who is high, who is lifted up, who is exalted. So we must humble ourselves and find out, God, I can't make it without you. 
Because there's some people out there that have not trusted in God and depended on him because they think they can fix it by themselves. They don't say it to you like that, but they say, when I get ready. What you mean when you get ready? You already broken. You just don't know it. You, re- you, you need to be fixed now. So we too need to look and say, God, where's my status? Am I depending on you to keep me low so that you will lift me up? Or I'm trying to build myself up, going to find out that you can tear me down. Because God, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And, and looking at this text, I want to I highlight for us a kind of a preview for you that you see James has briefly touched on how we go through tests and trials, how we can seek him for wisdom, and how we need to be low before him and not be judgmental. Then he gets more in-depth in this later on in this letter. So you can see he's setting them up that I got to touch on a little bit to warm you up, and then I'm going to get deeper on that. And that's what we're going to do as we go through this book of James and get even deeper about, Lord, how can I be humbly before you, seek after you, and walk after you, and, distri- and display my faith in you, not just in words, but also in actions in my works. And that's what this letter is showing us, that, God, I worship you. I don't, rel- I don't just rest on my laurels. I don't rest on what I have, but I rest in you. I trust in you. I believe in you. Realizing that, Lord, you give and you take away. And, Lord, you desire for us to depend on you for who we are. That's why Jesus says, I am the true vine and you are the branch. Abide in me and I'll abide in you. Find your status in him. Don't let the world get you. Don't let a list get you. But let God show you that you are special, that he loves you. There's no one like you. And he made you special and unique so he can love on you and show you great and glorious things in your life. Because he who's begun a good work in you will complete it until the coming of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He has predestined and foreordained good works for his good works to do. Because you know you're a good work. And he has good works for you. And so let us put ourselves in that proper position, God, and make ourselves available to be used by him. If you head back.